Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg Podcast. Episode, episode. 520, I believe. Uh, I did not have it for you, uh, which is okay. Uh, but we're back after a week hiatus, a little late summer break. Uh, Mitch ended up taping, taping a podcast with his band. Uh, which you can uh, check out I have somewhere in there. But so cheated on me, which is okay. That's actually 519. Uh, but he cheated on me, but that's all right. Mitch is in the mix. He's back. He's ready for football season. It is here. Uh, happy week one of college football. And NFL is slowly on the horizon. We're going to talk early Packer storylines for the start of this season. We're going to also talk about Craig Tember and what's ahead for the Milwaukee Brewers. And then we will talk about are the casuals in on the Badgers right as the season begins. We might take some time also with that ridiculous Bucks rebuild article at the very end because nothing you and I like more than flaming an article. What's up, Mitch? How you doing? Happy Friday. Happy long Friday, too. Yeah. Happy, happy Friday. Happy September. Happy Craig Timber. Um, finally made it to best month. If well, I still prefer October, but we got we got a little, little, yeah. little bit, little bit to go there. But September's a, a good consolation, and uh, it's uh, the final month of the baseball season. Football gets underway, and um, yeah, it's a it's a great time to be to be alive. And yes, I did do a podcast with the band. That's right, that was a couple weeks ago, um, and uh, that was fun. You know, obviously a different different type of podcast. Yeah, I'd say so. More of a, more of a, pretty much exclusively music related, and yep. uh, so uh, if you'd like to check that out, feel free. Um, it's called Little Little Known Tracks. I like I that. Think name. Was the uh, was the name of the? Um, I think I think those people have a different podcast. And it's a it's a plan words with little known facts. I think it is right. or something is like their normal podcast. Oh, so, okay. Um, Got it. I don't know. I, I didn't set it up. I merely was, oh. a was a, was a, was a talent, uh, right. appearance. Right. And, talent, if they paid your talent fee, you got, you I, came, you came there and, and, you know, did, did your work. You, it's not like, yeah. you know, back, that. back and forth text messages about, uh, what just popped what, on and what's, go, turn, what's turn going up. on. Turned on the Riz when I when I popped on and <laughs> oh yeah good yeah to go. you you're like baby Gronk right you're just riving Liz, riz, riving rizzing I can't say it Livy Dunn yeah that's you huh um yeah, but totally. yeah man it's uh it's, yeah it's an awesome awesome weekend I agree September is a great month I put it right there with like March and October um and yeah it's, it's there's so much to talk about it'll be so much to talk about I think we're like on the cusp of like everything coming at us and it's just like it can't stop and you feel like you have to tape pod every night because there's something so there's something new to talk about i also think our media has kind of led us to this you know sort of every day always on cycle because so many people are saying dumb shit every fucking day uh but it's you know it's it's awesome oh, yeah and you have skip bayless back in the game after yeah. two months off yeah so and you'll have Shannon Obviously. Sharp, Shannon Sharp with uh, Stephen A. next week. Like it'll that'll be absurd um, in the best yeah. way possible. And I I don't know anyone that admits to watching that stuff like regularly. Yeah. So you know, but they still do numbers. And, oh yeah. But for like for those shows, it's more about what can we say that will go viral. 
and, oh, and at get this us, point, yeah, get us social media engagement and right. you know because I watched um, Dan Lembetard's. He does a really good job. So I, I it comes up my YouTube. If I, mm-hmm. I come home from work and I pop on YouTube, it comes up um, almost every day. You know, one of his one of his shows basically, or a couple yeah. of segments on a, on a yeah. YouTube video, and he does a pretty good job of kind of discussing the exploits of of those types of shows, the the debate shows, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's pretty pretty interesting discussion about what skip bayless has been doing and how he's gotta he's gotta keep up with the times and you know Stephen a is kind of kicking his ass oh yeah and and he's gotta now you know he's kind of gone in he he doesn't necessarily have a full supporting cast right but they were talking about how okay michael irvin richard sherman Keyshawn johnson like those are three really strong personalities and they basically drowned out skip in his in his first show back so um i'd be curious to see what, what he lands on for a supporting cast and it, yeah it i mean be, it would be incredible if those guys wally pip skip like if skip they're just like you know what we don't need to be paying you five million dollars we can yeah. we can we can move on from it yeah it's 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 just yeah this is and this will be like peak silly season two you know, after week one of the college football season, pending on if there's a big upset or if like LSU or Florida State blows the doors off of one another. And then it's like, oh, my God, like it's the best team in football. Can they compete with Georgia? Florida State's back. Um, you know, all the typical bullshit storylines that you see. And then the first week NFL happens and it, that's even worse. And it's what we're here to talk about is early season storylines and you know, more nuanced than the hot takes and the overreactions and just kind of what you will be talked about in terms of the Packers and get you guys ready for the season, which is close and on the horizon. We're under 10 days uh, from the start of the season, nine to be exact. And we'll kick it off with the obvious. And it's, I think, just keeping keeping a cool booty, as I like to say sometimes about Jordan Love and just keeping it keeping it even keel. And understanding the good and the bad, and how do how will people react if it if it's completely terrible for the first five games, or if it's you know it, it both ends the spectrum, right? If it's completely awful, or if it's this unbelievable thing, and Jordan loves getting MVP hype heading into the bye. It's it. I think like <laughs> there's so much. But right, but what if I mean Packers could be five and zero out of the like. I don't think they will be. I think that's highly unrealistic. But like, there's a path, right? Is that, or, or do you completely think there's no chance possible? Well, of course it's possible. They play the games, and I mean, it might not be pretty all the time, but it's. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals could go five and zero. I mean, in theory, uh, I. But I highly, you know, the Packers will be somewhere. I would not put the Packers in a in a category of of tanking or you know Super Bowl contender. They're somewhere in the middle. Um, but you know, yeah, the, the schedule somewhat favorable and we'll see. I mean, Jordan, pardon me, Jordan Love looked about as good as you could have, could have asked for, um, in, uh, in preseason and, you know, we'll see if he carries it into the regular season. I'm, I'm a little more dubious than, than probably, you know, you are and, uh, um, you know, a lot of other Packer fans, I mean, one thing to look good in preseason, it's 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 
encouraging. It is, you know, not something to, you know, just throw away, but at the same time, I don't know how much preseason defenses are really keying on keying in on showing stuff to to stop you and and you know they want to keep it again as vanilla as possible. Coaches at this point, I think we talked about it last time. Coaches yeah. at this point probably would rather not even play preseason games and just do joint practices and stuff that's you know not beneficial broadcasted nationally or whatever and and well, you know they keep it as much a secret as possible because they don't want to show anything. So I guess. Uh, the reason I, I may be higher on love is just because I, the defenses that he's facing are not, you know, the top tier in the NFL for the first few weeks. Right. He's not mm-hmm. seeing these like he's not seeing the San Francisco 49ers, for example. Like if he was facing, if we were, had a schedule where it was like the Niners, the Bengals, the Eagles in the first five weeks. It'd be like, well, we're we're in for it. Like there's going to be some real hard growing pains and we're going to have to just kind of grip, grip it and bear it. Or if you played the chiefs early on, even though I know their defense isn't that good, but you, you like get the point. Like, I, I think that it's more of the schedule and just how it sets up. I do think like, it's not just me saying it, like it's experts in the field. And I know we just talked about hot take artists, but like Orlowski said it, uh, Ryan leaf was on with good morning football and said like, Hey, Jordan loves making some real throws out there. Like, we're going to come away from this and say Green Bay did it again. And what Leaf used the comparison, which is interesting, and I wouldn't know because I obviously haven't watched the tape, but he's like, if you go back and watch Dak Prescott in preseason, he was making throws that weren't preseason throws. Like, these were actual NFL touchdowns. It's like, there's a difference. Kind of a disagreeing with your point. And I thought that was it. And he said Jordan Love is doing the same thing. And so it, it's going to yeah. be – it's really just going to be about keeping that even keel about it and not writing him off after, you know, two games, but also not calling him a deity after two games, if he's unbelievable and Packers are two and O and, and I, there needs to just Lambo will be unhinged um, for that first game. If they are two and up. It's interesting how the narrative around Jordan love has all of a sudden kind of changed. Oh yeah. A couple of weeks. Oh yeah. And, motherfuckers know, even, motherfuckers I mean, learn quick. <laughs> they, they yeah. And people, out. all the like, and I wouldn't say national types were necessarily saying Jordan Love sucked, mm. but I think that it was almost like implied that like, okay, the Packers are going to be going to take a step back and, but you know, you, you got to play the games. And, and we were, we've been kind of saying like, you know, let's see what happens. And, but it's just, yeah, it's funny now all the content, all the breakout content is, Right, Ryan Leaf. I saw the. I didn't watch the video, but I saw the quote that you know he thinks we're gonna be we're gonna be saying that Green Bay did it again, and, and maybe maybe they did, man. I mean, it's possible they did. You know, they they do things differently than just about any other franchise. They they take their medicine. They they draft a quarterback a year before, a year or two before they're gonna need him, or before they should, I should say, mm-hmm. and then you know, or, or any other team, a lot of teams. They, they kind of wait until they need one, and then it's let's draft a, a kid top five, maybe yeah. sign an Andy Dalton or an Alex sure. Smith, for example. Baker, Baker then, Mayfield, yeah. The whole time, you know, the first – and then they're, they're, they start that veteran, and the mm-hmm. first sign of fucking up by halftime of the first game, you know, the media's already brewing up all the questions, and, you know, the Packers sort of – 
are just good at, at, at making quarterbacks, I guess, comfortable and, and giving them a couple of years. And it helps to have a Hall of Fame quarterback in front of them where the kid yeah. won't have any, any real pressure until until it's their time. Right. But by then they're two or two or three years in. They have seat, you know, they've been well, on it's they've been on all the all the, the pomp and circumstance of the NFL. They've been on the flights, they've been on right, you know, they've done some media perhaps they get a game or two to start um in between, but are never counted on to be the long term starter. And it, um yeah, it's just no, go ahead. I'm rambling. No, it's all right. It's it's just wild that not more teams do it. Like I'm not trying to like sniff Packers own farts here, but it's like why why haven't more teams tried to apply this method of like, all right, get somebody back there? I kind of think the Rams are sneaky doing it with Stenson Bennett. I don't know if Stenson Bennett can be an NFL starter, but I, I do think that like they're at least that's an example of one where I'm like, okay, yeah, they're trying to bring in a young guy to to work. I guess the Vikings kind of did it with Callan Mon. Now he got released and they they have nothing really. I mean, the Vikings are you know going to kind of do what you talked about where they're going to try to draft a quarterback next year and they'll get a veteran some slapdick and then once it doesn't work out it'll, he'll he'll they'll go to the rookie and i to move to other things than jordan love i i think joe barry is going to be under pressure from the get-go right um i think with how the fan base has had such a vitriol towards Justin Fields and how much shit talk has been going on between Packers and Bears Twitter throughout the summer. If Fields comes up and dices the Packers, everybody's going to be at Joe Barry's neck. And not even the ones who are too online like me. It's going to be people who are, you know, the the callers of what exists from local radio these days. Like they're, they're going to be down Joe Barry's throat if they give up like 35 to the Bears week one um, because it's same old shit. And you'd like to think that what's happened the last two week ones, we're going to do a lot more on Packers Bears next week on next week's show. But you'd like to think that all the demons of the last two years shouldn't come to roost just given how different they prepared and got themselves ready for the season with a lot of these guys playing you know, preseason snaps at least. Yeah. And there's the safety position is going to be a huge concern. And, you know, that's obviously just one, one factor. And you could probably argue the least important factor of a defense, I guess, or the most, you would think the most replaceable, you know, type of type of talent. I mean, Mm -hmm. interchangeable, I guess is the word I'm looking for Yeah, where, you know, I don't know. You don't need to pay. You don't need to pay for him. You know, right. you can get you can get Jags just the guy. Like you can get a bunch of Jags to play safety for the most part. When you have right. a great safety, you have a great safety, and you keep that safety around. And you know, you Micah it. Hyde, Mike, yeah, Micah Hyde was a great safety, and they should have certainly kept him. That was a big mistake by Ted Thompson. Um, but you you can usually rotate him in and out, and and usually find some success. Yeah, but if you're right, if if the Bears come out and you know, again, we talk about it either way, whoever wins that game, assuming it's if it's any type of lopsided, the the narratives are going to be going to be sort of hard to listen to. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think from from our seats, we're kind of expecting the Packers to win that game. Yep. And and um, Jordan Love's going to have three touchdowns. And <laughs> but yeah, you're right. God forbid if, it, if it's the other way around and the Packers lose 27 to 10 or something and. 
you know, the defense looks completely, you know, Fields has 125 yards rushing and um, it's like, how do you, how do you not prepare for that? Like the guy has yeah. essentially one, one pro elite skill right, right now and right. you were unable to stop that. But again, it's really tough. Um, but I, you know, and you've that's, had all, that, and you've had all that, summer, and you've had all summer to prepare for it, right? Right. You've like, had all summer, and you also that's why you're paid the big bucks it, and figure it, it out. It's kind of like Notre Dame playing Navy week one. Like the triple options, a bitch to deal with when it's week to week. But when you have the entire summer to prepare for the triple option, you are you're probably going to be really good at it. And Notre Dame kicked the shit out of Navy, and that's probably part of the reason why. Like you've, you know what Justin Fields is going to do. Are there going to be new wrinkles? Yes. You have DJ Moore. That's a different, that's a different guy that was not there last year, but you should be able to there. Are, so Joe Barry definitely needs to come with a better concept, better scheme. And I, yeah, the pressure is going to be on him from the start. I will say if it's bad, you have to just realize that he's not going to lose his job until the bye week. So you just have to kind of, I'm not saying you can't bitch about it because I will bitch about it and everybody else can. It's just knowing that, hey, this isn't going to be something that is – they're not going to immediately fire Joe Barry. It's going to yeah. be at the bye week. And But I will say if they're bad and then they don't fire him at the bye week, then I have a lot of – I have a lot of questions about Matt LaFleur. And that – and I, I guess that could be another storyline is, you know, what does that Matt LaFleur offense look like without Aaron Rodgers? And what does the two minute drill look like without Aaron Rodgers? What do late game situations look like without Aaron Rodgers? Do you think mm-hmm. that is a little bit overdone or do you think that that's like, those are fair questions to ask as you headed to the season? I think those are fair questions. I mean, NFL games are so close, you know, there's tons of parody. It feels like oftentimes these games come down to a kick or, you know, literally a play here or there. That's the other thing about preseason is you're you're not really getting that in a, in a game setting. Now they do seem to practice it ad nauseum in training camp. You know the situations and 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 I think that the results were somewhat mixed in training camp with or Jordan Love. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think that's that's a fair question. You know, I think that does have more add more pressure to Matt Lafleur too. I think you know it's going to be certainly I think in high pressure situations. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was necessarily deferring to Matt LaFleur. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and so you're right. There's, I think the temperature goes up a little bit on LaFleur because of that. And, you know, he's going to have to be, have to be a leader, um, you know, and, you know, people have concerns with LaFleur as soon as, you know, I think we talked about this last time too with, with LaFleur is, you know, they get, they seem to, to get punched punched in the mouth a lot, and yeah. um, they have a tough time kind of responding immediately. And so that's another thing with with Lafleur and big ear for that guy. I mean, it oh, really yeah. is. Oh yeah, I don't think Lafleur is going to get fired, even if they have like a five and twelve year. No, I think though he would be the hottest coach on the hot seat. Like that would be, a, you know. And I I also don't think Brian Gunacus would lose his job in that situation, but everybody would be on edge. The only reason why maybe they would clean house is it's Mark Murphy's last year running the Packers next season. And would Mark Murphy sort of selfishly try to be like, I want one more and I want to make like this like massive change. I have no idea. 
Um, that certainly, I don't think it's on the table, but definitely something to keep an eye on. And yeah, LaFleur, it, I, when the chips are down, it's going to be really interesting. I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how he handles those late game situations. And does he, does he overthink himself? Does he cost the Packers games because of just what he's doing? And I think that'll be really interesting because we saw how Mike McCarthy got kind of shit on post Aaron Rodgers and how Mike McCarthy has been a laughing stock. And I, I don't think that's going to be the same thing from Al Fleur, but I, I have to, I have to wonder a little bit if that might happen. I hope not. Hope that doesn't rule. You know, yeah, I occur. think he's got, he's got at least another, you know, if even pretty much no matter what happens this year, yeah. he's coming back next year. Yes, I think there's there's a sort of an understanding that Jordan loves first year. I mean, yeah, to go back to McCarthy too when Rodgers took over. I mean, they were they were six and ten, and you know, it did seem like a lot of people kind of understood. Like, all right, you know, we've seen a little bit from Rodgers. He looked fine. You know, mm-hmm. the the team didn't necessarily um, make it happen in the wins and losses, but you know. It wasn't like people were clamoring for McCarthy's job at that point. No, because McCarthy no. was only what, like his one year. Like it was third... only no, it was third year. You're right. It was third year. Yeah, that's right. He came took over in 2006. So yeah, it was his third year. So similar a little far, which is weird. Right. The weird similarities, man. Speaking of late game situations and stuff like that, you know, the kicking game is going to be a huge, huge kick. I mean, just the whole special teams, right? Like you have a rookie kicker, you have a rookie punter. Like, I mean, this is putting a lot of trust in the pit boss, Rich. I like Rich Passaccia. I think Rich Passaccia is a really good coach. But, man, oh, man, you are asking a lot here. And that is that is just something that I I don't know. Uh, that, that makes me nervous as all hell. I'm not a huge, like, Mason Crosby guy. Um, I live in the, fu- the present, not the past. And I, and I don't mean to be a hard-o about that, but, like, Let's all just be a hundred percent here. Like Mason Crosby was trash last year. He was, you know, and I know he's been doing all his cool videos and shit, but it's, it's not to be a dick here, but it's, I'm not like clamoring for Mason Crosby. It's more just the, I guess, brazenness of like, all right, we're going to do this rookie kicker and this is going to work. And we really don't care because we believe in the long term that this is going to work out for us for the better. Well, I, I think I feel better about Anders Carlson. Uh, today than I did a couple weeks ago. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, early in camp, it seemed like, oh boy. But now it's, you know, you saw him hit the long one in the preseason, the last preseason game. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is why they, this is why they, yeah. they keep him around. And, um, you know, Mason Crosby's not hitting that. Right. So, um, and, and he, I mean, Rich coached his brother, and Daniel Carlson's one of the best kickers in the league, former Vikings yes. quarterback, uh, kicker. People forget Mike Zimmer lost his patience with him and got rid of him two games in. And now he's probably one of the best kickers in, in all of football, which is yeah. just hilarious, um, in retrospect. Uh, well, and just we talk and, about we talk about teams not handling quarterbacks the right way. Yeah. I mean, maybe we need to start, start looking at uh, we need some columns about kickers. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I mean. I think they're going to give him as long of a leash as, as possible. And I, I really don't think they, it'll be this, like, we got to try somebody new. We got to try somebody new. I think they're, they're kind of pot committed 
uh, at least for the year, unless it really goes bad. Um, and I, I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens there. Well, uh, another, and don't, don't, don't oh, forget God. that Mason Crosby had some shitty stretches in his, in his uh, tenure yeah, at the Packers. Too, absolutely. So absolutely. It, it happens to the best of them. I got to know if my mom is on board with the kicker. She was not a big Mason Crosby fan. So I do have to check in with her. I'll see if I can get that for next week's pod to see what her, uh, her official stances on the work. I mean, not, not liking the kicker or having, I guess, an emotion when it comes to the kicker is like not liking broadcasters. So listen, um, I, I listen, I love my mom. I, I, and then she doesn't listen, but if she did and heard this, I, we're just, if we're keeping it, just keeping it honest can be a little pinheady times with takes. Like, well, we're just, I know we, we, we can't, we can't control, <laughs> you know, certain things. Uh, so, Edge rushers, uh, the, Rashawn Gary was reported today or yesterday that he is going to be on a pitch count, maybe before Wednesday. He's going to be on pitch count uh, for the start of the season. That is not a shock to me. Um, kind of what I we no. had predicted and said, all right, you got the soldier field turf. You have the, uh, you know, whatever, the synthetic turf of, uh, of Atlanta Stadium. So, yeah, get him kind of acclimated. And you have six guys who hypothetically can rush the quarterback. I'm just curious, and this is kind of like a two-part storyline, is like I'm curious to see, A, can all of these guys actually get to the quarterback, and do the Packers have suddenly this pass rush that we haven't seen probably since like the Clay Matthews days? Well, no, the Zedarius, Preston Smith, but they didn't have that much depth. It, depth. it was just Smith and uh, and, and Smith. And then – Well, and Gary, Rashawn Gary was a rookie, wasn't he? Yep. I think so. That is, that is accurate. Um, and, or, and do we see like uh, Brent, Brenton Cox step up and do these, some of these guys who are, well, we'll do, let's do the preseason after this and then we'll, we'll start getting to our other topics. But yeah, I I'm just very curious to see, you know, are, do the Packers have this feared pass rush and you know, when will we see it on full display? Well, I mean, it seems like they have, enough bodies you know i mean mm-hmm. we'll see with rashawn obviously preston smith is you know probably around probably still at the end of his prime i would think yeah and should be fine um we'll see with lucas van ness obviously never started a game at iowa but clearly the tools are there young guy um you know was productive when he did play at iowa and you know probably could have started, but I was stuck in the seventies. Um, and obviously Brenton Cox was flashed as we like to say in preseason and, you know, showed, showed a a ton of potential. And and Igbari was, was solid as an NFL player last year. And there's no reason he shouldn't be back this year. So, and he looked like he elevated his game in the preseason. And so it's like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a pretty exciting position group for sure. Absolutely. I think it's pro you could make the case it might be the position group you're most excited for to start the season. Like just not to put words in your mouth, I'm more right. like the Royal you it's like, you have to be fired up with what's on. And Justin Holland's like was productive. Like, you know, he wasn't like, he is kind of a Jag, right? He's just, just a normal dude, but it's like, he still got some, he still got some things in motion. Like he still got to the quarterback and yeah, they got, well, they I'm- got guys. Also, Quay Walker. I mean, oh, yeah. what are going to do yeah. with him? I mean, he's he's shown some versatility, and you know, right. he's listed as an inside linebacker on the on the Packers' official website. Yeah, but, 
you know, I'm sure they'll bounce him around. And they have the ability with the quarterbacks they're facing to really give them hell, right? It's, you know, it's Fields, it's Ritter, it's Derek Carr, it's Jared Goff, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are your first five quarterbacks. And none of those guys are like going to scare you. Now, now you do a face Mahomes and Herbert later in the year, and that's an entirely different ball game you're facing those guys. But when you're, you know, facing kind of the mid-level to even potentially bad quarterbacks, you can really eat when you have a good pass rush. Well, and let's not forget, too, I think it was the Cincinnati preseason game. Was it first play defensively? Uh, we got a, a, Corner a blitz. Slot, slot blitz from Keyshawn Nixon, and I think Charlie needed a cigarette after that Yeah, one. listen, if Keyshawn Nixon comes off the edge to sack Justin Fields in the first game, first play of the game and Fields fumbles – I'm probably just going to get hammered. Like, it's just <laughs> a, it, like, I, I'm probably going to head down to Chicago. I'm going to get out of the train to Chicago and just head right down uh, because, like, that would be incredible. Uh, if they, they go with the uh, corner blitz again uh, for Justin Fields and just blindside him, uh, that would be amazing. That's, that's in the fan fiction for sure uh, for the Packers. But yeah, the passwords going to be good. And, Mentioned Cox flashing and uh, Cox flashing is funny, funny uh, term. Uh, and you have Malik Keith too, and Manuel Wilson who makes the team. It'll be curious to see, you know, can these guys actually carry over and have some regular season success? I, I don't know if we're expecting much. You shouldn't. If you are a fan who's expecting much out of those guys, I, I'll tell you right now, don't. But it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see early on. Do they show their worth? Do they show that they belong? Or is it like, okay, this was an awesome preseason, but we're probably going to find somebody on the 53 that can be re- that can be replaceable. I, I'm more on the former than the latter. I don't think this will be a Brooks Conrad situation, for those unfamiliar. Uh, Brooks Conrad had an amazing spring training for the Brewers, uh, was a journeyman from the Braves, and then he, he made the team and went 0 for 31. Um, and got DFA, but I, so I don't think it'll be Brooks Conner. I think it'll, it'll be, you know, they'll, they'll show some productivity, but maybe not till hopefully the level you saw in preseason. Brooks Conner. I thought it was Brad Nelson who did that or did both of them do that? Uh, but, but maybe I, Brad Nelson was over 31. Maybe Brooks Conrad was worse. Um, but Brooks Conner did that. I'll let you talk and I'll look that up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see Malik Heath, you know, another, guy who everybody loved in preseason and Emmanuel Wilson. I know he had, he was, he was kind of a surprise. What did he have? Just a, a long touchdown run that kind of, I mean, he did a little more than that. Like he, he had, he led the NFL preseason. I I know it's NFL preseason. I get it, but he led him, led the league in rushing. I mean, he, he ran his ass off. Um, And it was, you know, so, I think it's just he was showed himself as a productive runner. And something I've said on the more of the daily shows this week is I just wonder if it's putting a little pressure on A.J. Dillon, too, because he has a similar body type as Dillon. He's, you know, Dillon's in his last year of his deal. I, I just wonder, is this a little bit of friendly competition to kind of get a fire under Dillon's ass a bit? Yeah, it could be. I mean, A.J. Dillon was very disappointing last year and, you know, um, certainly a guy that I would have probably put up in a trade for Jonathan Taylor. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you want to talk about that, but 
Yeah, um, we can talk about that. I, I think that the Pinheads would probably have a tough time with that one, but then it'd also be getting Jonathan Taylor, so they'd probably forget pretty quickly about A.J. Dillon. But, yeah, uh, you know, um, certainly is a possibility because, you know, if they would have just kept two running backs, I, people were talking about that. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Um, a little surprised Tyler Goodson, but did Tyler Goodson get hurt? He got hurt. Yeah, he had a shoulder injury, so yeah. he got like waved injured. I don't really know how that all how that all works, but um, it. So I don't think he's on the team, but I don't know what happens when he's like healthy. Right. Well, maybe maybe that's the guy they can bring back, but maybe they won't really necessarily need him. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah. So now, offensive yeah. line. So I'm surprised offensive line they they kept eleven. Oh yeah, that's. I mean. That's Somebody crazy. Gets traded, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You have to think like there's going to be something on Saturday or Sunday to make the Big Jays work that they've traded Josh Nyman for, you know, either safety help or a tight end or a a corner because they're only at four corners. That's also kind of wild. Um, you have you have to think that there's something there. Speaking of trades, I, I think the Taylor thing is there is some smoke there, and I I think it's you know, not necessarily rooted all. In fact, I think the Josina Anderson report yesterday was complete bullshit where she was like, Oh, the Packers and dolphins were ready to give him a contract. And I don't believe that for a second. As the kids would say, I'm calling cap. Like, no way. I, that's not what you, the you don't think the do. Packers are. No, I know that's true. That's yeah. You're right. I, I can see unless they told him, unless they had a conversation with him and said, yeah, we'll give you some upfront money. And it's like just a rust ball, like, you know, 15 up front. And then the rest of your contracts, like a million dollars a year, um, which Packers have been known to do. Um, but I, I highly, I still highly doubt that. Yeah. I, you know, that's, you're right. That's not, that would go against the Packers way. I think it would be fun to have the guy. You know, oh um, yeah, it's not like he's old, twenty four years old for Christ's sakes, and um, has only played. Well, he's got three years in. Obviously, it wasn't um super awesome last year from Jonathan. Obviously, a huge fantasy football disappointment uh, last yeah. year. But you know, I don't think he's some sort of malcontent or anything. I think it's just one of those things where he's it's a really weird situation in Indianapolis. I mean, it's, it's equal parts. He's kind of injured teams trying to fuck him over probably. Um, and you know, he's on the, he's on the, the parade of, of running backs that are trying to push their position forward and put it to the forefront. Um, and you know, he is one of the best guys. He's, he's a top five back in the NFL. And I, you know, I think too, adding that with Jordan love would be, would be awesome. I think it would be, I, I also think he's a pretty decent fit with, with Aaron Jones. I mean, right. Aaron Jones has been very durable compared to Jonathan Taylor, but again, not a huge guy, Aaron Jones, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Taylor would be your horse and Aaron Jones would get, you know, be more of the pass catcher, you know, get right. maybe you, 10, 15 carries a game. You suddenly have this, you know, one-two punch of absolute awesomeness and mm-hmm. you, and Jordan Love barely has to do anything and it's 
it's similar to what you kind of see in Philadelphia. Now, Jalen Hurts is part of that one-two punch, but it's a run-first approach, and you're just grinding teams into the ground, and you're controlling the clock. It's not necessarily what we've seen in recent NFL where it's pass, 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 but as it happens but- in every sport, it gets cyclical, and you start seeing those those trends change. Right, and that's that's what I'm thinking is you are you have seen NFL teams kind of switch more to mm-hmm. ground based. I mean, obviously, it's it's a lot of quarterbacks running is is you know a hot topic the last really the last year year or two. I mean, it's every quarterback is super athletic and um, they add to the rushing yards. But look at the Niners. I mean, they have McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Oh yeah, you know, they always have they always have three or four running backs that are, that are productive. And that's probably the Shanahan effect, but um, you know, it's certainly not a bad move to have multiple good running backs. And I think LaFleur is kind of in that category too, of a creative offensive mind that would, that would make that work, which is why I think it's crazy. The Packers would keep two running backs, you know, I mean, yeah, going to need another body there for sure. Yeah. The more the merrier. And yeah. And I I think they'll use Jaden Reed a lot in, they're running attack too and do sure. a lot and and also well, and, maybe some Christian Watson. Yeah, as I, I, I I think they they'll they'll be really creative there. And so it's it's going to be a very exciting season. I, I think you know the Gunakus line about you know we we just wanted to be fast. Like and, and that was something I had kind of told you I you remember during the during the whole you know in in the summer I was like yeah this team just seems so fucking fast. And then you hear Brian Gunaku say it the other day, and he's like, yeah, we didn't really mean to be this youthful team. It's just how it happened, and we just we just knew we were slow as shit. And I think we all saw that the last couple of years. So I, I do wonder, are teams going to be prepared for that early on? And that's, I think, what we can end with is, like, are they going to be prepared for the quickness of the Packers? And is there a, you know opportunity where Green Bay, you know, runs teams off the, off the field a bit? Um, and especially – in a place like Vegas and Atlanta where you're playing on turf and you're just faster in general. So I, I do wonder, you know, is that going to work the Packers advantage early in the season? Well, Christian Watson's obviously an elite yeah, speed guy. And, you know, as you just mentioned, you may see him in the running game. I wouldn't want to overuse the end around. Um, yeah. But, you know, sneak it in once a game, maybe, you know, in a, in a, critical spot maybe would be you know obviously a momentum changer um yeah i mean you know at least in the division right you would think that some of these teams have seen the packers over and over again but also the quarterback position too is probably going to be more athletic and um it's literally you know I, i think outside of you know dylan and jones running backs i don't know how like explosive either one of those are either one of those guys are at this point i mean they're not Jones is pretty explosive, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's more. I feel like he's more shifty, kind of, kind of sneaky. Give you, I'll give you a shifty, sneaky. I'll give you that. And uh, obviously, he's sneaky, athletic, Charlie. Um, <laughs> and obviously, AJ Dillon, not a not a burner, bruiser type. Um, but otherwise, I think you make up for that, like you said before, Jaden Reed, maybe, um, in some gadget type of type of spots. Um, 
and then you know defensively too um jerry alexander the carrington valentine kid oh yeah looking, yeah look, another pretty another preseason another preseason uh all-star that you know we're looking to see if you know can step up and and deliver um eric and, stokes known for his speed but you know we'll see if he can stay healthy for once that's yeah, that's a that's a big question mark with him in terms of just the injury that he had, which was pretty significant and serious. I'm not I'm not putting a ton of faith in Eric Stokes this year. And that's not like a knock at him. It's just I think it's gonna take like two years before you're really like, all right, Eric Stokes is back to what he is. I think there just needs to be again a little more grace. But we'll play for real next week and we'll get ready for Packers and Bears and it will be a big, big game. And as you know, I can't remember. Maybe it's a good uh, assignment for Newey next week is I can't remember a week one game carrying this much importance. Maybe that's Seattle when they went back to Seattle after the, you know, NFC championship game debacle. But Seahawks had just won the Super Bowl. Or no, did they did they go back? No, that was the year they I they did play Seahawks week one, but it was after Seahawks had won the Super Bowl, but that was not after the Brandon Bostic game. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, I'll have to look back and see on, you know, well, they've, they've played some big week one games in the past. It's kind of the Super Bowl week one. It has kind of felt like that. Oh yeah. For, I mean, for either one of these teams. I mean, look, when I do my review and if I, and Packers win and I'm just obnoxious about it, I'm going to get Bears fans in my mentions talking about, Enjoy your fucking week one Super Bowl. Enjoy mm-hmm. your week one Super Bowl. And guess what? If the Bears win, I'm gonna say the opposite. And I'm gonna say, hey, enjoy your week one Super Bowl. It's just how it goes. It's just how you gotta how you gotta fan. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something else, man. I, I cannot wait. I'm very excited. I'll be probably nervous as all get out um by about two o'clock on on Sunday, but we'll we'll see. Speaking of nerves, uh, we have the Milwaukee Brewers and Craig Timber, and the Brewers are in the find themselves in a pennant race, uh, being three games up on the Chicago Cubs. Would have liked to be a little bit more. Um, they lose two out of three against the Cubs. You enter into Craig Timber. Craig Council has had an immaculate uh, record in the month of September. Has really done well with the roster construction. Granted, it's a little different now. You only can bring up three extra guys. Uh, and the Brewers do not start easy. This is kind of the last. Two extra. two extra. Thank you. The This is kind of the last of their sort of hard stretch here at the end of August into September. Playing the Philadelphia Phillies, who are pretty hot in terms of hitting. They can't pitch right now, but they can hit. Uh, and it'll be a big matchup this weekend as the Brewers try to get yet another tiebreaker uh, in, terms of, in terms of their – Wild card competition. positioning. Yeah, yeah. So, Mitch, well, it's, yeah. it's so like – The Phillies have the same record as the Brewers. I mean, yep. it's uh, – I did not realize that. And um, Phillies kind of doing what, they, doing what they did last year, you know, kind of kind of hung around, and then they've they've gotten hot here on the last month or so. So, um, big series this weekend for sure. And, yeah, I mean, coming off the Cubs series, it's – you know, kind of a frustrating series. I mean, they, they they rolled right into the first game of the series and, you know, offense just continued where it had left off the last 10 games or a week and a half and, and put up a four spot in the top of the first and 
I honestly felt really good after that game. And then offense largely disappeared the last couple of games. We'll see what, you know, you, you would have liked to have gotten one of those two where you mm-hmm. just, just couldn't have, just couldn't seem to break through. Uh, Tuesday night was, was uh, a weird one. I mean, you probably hit the ball well enough, you know, to, to put more, you know, to put a, a push a run across, but you know, that's, that's late season Wrigley, the wind and the weather and everything is just, just stupid there. Mm-hmm. Um, so not surprising. Right. And then, you know, Wednesday you, you would like to, have, but it was a kind of a mirror game where, you mm-hmm. know, Woodruff gives up two right away in the first inning. And, you know, it, I just felt like, Woodruff never has a good start in Wrigley, but his numbers are pretty solid. And I don't know. It must must be of late. Um, I think last year he struggled there too. But, um, yeah, you, you would have liked to have gotten one of the – because if, if you win that game on a Wednesday, you know, you, you, you oh, tie yeah. the game late. And yeah, then you get a five-game lead, and I think you're right. you're you're feeling a little better. Three is pretty close for comfort with right. it, 30-ish it, games left. It, it – leaves you with a little bit of grace when you're facing the Philadelphia Phillies who are really good and you're facing their three best pitchers in Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Sanchez or Suarez, excuse me. Um, and so you're, you know, you're facing, it's not going to be easy. Um, and you're, you're not getting Burns or Woodruff in that series. You get Freddie Peralta pitches tonight and then Wade Miley on Sunday. And it doesn't look like it's going to be Robert Gasser on saturday which sucks it sounds like it's gonna be colin ray uh which i really don't like um really i'm not a fan of and but i guess the positive here is the cubs will be playing a desperate cincinnati reds team a Reds team that is trying to get back in the hunt that this is a do or die weekend for the reds and they play four against the cubs and this is kind of their opportunity and that for the first time really all year, the Cubs are going to have the target on their back um, as the Reds, you know, need these wins a little bit more. And so maybe maybe that all evens out and the Reds will obviously pull a little closer if the Brewers struggle. But the Brewers have played well against, you know, top-tier competition minus the Braves and the Dodgers. And they've played well against the Phillies the last time. And even though Phillies, Phillies are really hitting the ball well, they are not pitching. They They've they very much it's been slugfest after slugfest and with the hot weather coming in this weekend you'll probably see a lot of the same uh at american family field well and that was kind of the story with the cubs too wasn't it coming yeah. into the brewer series like you know they've scored a shit ton of runs since the all-star break but every game is 10 to 6 or something like that and you know they they were able to quiet the brewers who had been rolling as well which you know again a little bit disappointing um for sure. But I'm, you know, I mean, the Brewers are overall playing, playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, since, you know, again, it's the roller coaster has been on more of a high than, than not in the last couple of weeks. And for the, they got, they get the 10 game winning streak or just nine. They just got nine. the nine. Yeah. Just the nine. It was literally the day I found out that I have a George Webb's close to my house. Um, so I, I kind of, I actually have two George Webb's close to my house. So I, I, I kind of jinxed it. I, I, once I realized there was a George Webb's, it was kind of like, okay, now it's, now it's time to lose. Cause have, have forbid you can't cash in on those burgers. Right. I haven't had George Webb's in 10 years. Oh yeah. I haven't either. There's one on, 
108th and Greenfield. Maybe that's something we just have the Uber driver stop one of the nights we're going back from the bars and we just down some webs. Like maybe little... I mean, I used to the one oh, on, the yeah. on the east side, I used oh, to go there fuck. all the time, dude. Oh, after bar webs is great. Like they have a good sampler platter, they have a burger, you can get breakfast. Like oh, absolutely. Ooh. And after, I'd feel I'd feel like such hell. If I did that at now, I'd probably be like, what am I doing? But it might be worth it. They don't do the six or five or whatever it was anymore, do they? I I have no idea. Someone, a webs connoisseur is going to have to uh, reach out to the pod and let us know. Because Curly and I, you know, back in the day, when we first moved to Milwaukee, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, six burgers for five bucks. If they score, if they score five runs or more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't think I they mean, do that anymore. Back when, back when I didn't have a pot to piss in, I mean that was that was critical. You know, you'd, you'd have you'd have three for three for lunch and three for dinner, and yeah. you get you get you through the day for five bucks. I mean, it was it was right up there with brother, brother's wings back in the day. Where oh yeah, you go one. and spend six dollars and get two dollar high lifes and thirty chicken wings and be full for like twenty four hours. Yeah, and it was it was great. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking too at, bad. Looking at the uh, menu now, it still looks good. I mean, we had, looks like we got a lot here. I might have to go to George Webb's at some point this this fall, maybe. Uh, just do it. Just pull the bandaid off. But anyways, back to Brewers. I, the nice thing is, after this Philly series, the schedule does lighten up, and you just hope the Brewers take advantage of it. You know, the last time. The schedule lightened up, and we're like, "Oh, great! They lose. They're three and four against the Pirates and Nationals. So they get the Pirates. They get a Yankees team that is kind of at the point of like bringing up all our young guys. I think Jason Dominguez. I forget the catcher that's coming up this weekend. Like the Yankees have kind of waved the white flag on the season, and you get Miami twice. And now Miami's still hanging around, but they're pretty much dead. Like they just they they don't look like they have enough." to compete. Their bullpen's been messy. You get St. Louis twice, who's really dead. So, like, there, there is opportunity here. This is not... The only thing that's challenging about this September schedule is the fact that there's not a lot of days off. You And you play a lot of baseball. And that's the only thing that I, I guess I worry about with the Brewers is, will they be a little run down in, like, end of the year where they don't get a ton of time off? And might that affect them? Yeah, I think you'd like to, but you'd like to see maybe another day off mixed in. But you know, I, I think I've learned my lesson after twenty twenty one. I would rather have this thing go down to the wire, base Brewers playing every day, playing high leverage games, and um, you know, because that that Marlins series is is probably going to be a little warm up before the Cubs at the end of the year, and they go to Pittsburgh as you know after Philly. And Pittsburgh's always a weird place. Oh yeah, weird shit happens. Fucking Cardinals, man. I, again, I don't care what their record is. Um, that's going to be. I mean, that's that's a rivalry still. I mean, that's, yeah, I, that's going to be a tough one. And the Cardinals don't play the Cubs for the rest of the year, so you could the Cardinals might say, "Hey, this is our Super Bowl, and this is like our this is what we can hang our hat on for the remainder of the year is being sort of spoiler." Mm-hmm. Right and. Yeah, I I am curious, you know, if the Brewers do clinch before that three game series against Chicago at the end of the year, which I'm not assuming they're going to, 
I assume it's going to come down to the absolute wire. Uh, but if they do, it'll be really interesting to see if the Brewers rest guys or if they actively try to prevent the Cubs from getting in the wild card. If, say, you know, they're they're in that sixth spot and it could be Brewers-Cubs all over again for three games, which might just tear, tear me alive. Um, and yeah. I might not be able to survive that. I would like to think that they that they'd want to beat the Cubs regardless. I agree. I would agree. I, I think I think you try to get the Cubs out of the playoffs. Like I, I think you do everything you can to make sure that they're not getting a, a free pass into the playoffs. Yeah. Totally. Because so. fuck the Cubs. I, I know like the players probably don't really care a lot of them. There's right. I mean, there's there's a few of them that have been around for a number of years, but yeah. Um I don't know. I, they I would think they're a little pissed after after those two games this week. Yeah, yeah. They I got I got a uh, a couple sources that the the young guns were at Pato last night. You know, kind of kind of resetting the deck, which you know that's a great off night activity. You know, go go to Pato, see if you can you know turn something around. They some account I follow was mad at that, and I'm like, guys, they're like 23 years old, 24 years old. Like they're most of them are single. Like let them let them live their lives, man. You know what? You'd be really offended when you learned they end up ended up at Silk at you know one o'clock <laughs> that evening. Like let the boys live. It's an off night for them. They've they got nothing going on after a loss. Like I think you, people forget that these guys are like human too. Even after they don't, or are they just gonna sulk and drink drink fucking shitty shitty bush light in their in their apartments and just and scroll tinder while they're oh, fuck go go out and go out and stretch your legs when you get the opportunity yeah there's probably some phillies players there too yeah i think that's no that's a seems like a road team tradition that you I, bet. maybe not anymore but seemed like it it was where you'd always hear stories of yeah so yadier molina at uh <laughs> at potawatomi it's like oh that's nice I'd give Yachty a piece of my mind if I saw him at if I saw him at, at at the blackjack table. I'd risk it. Whatever. I don't I don't think you would. No, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> That's like the Billy Madison scene. It's like, no, you would. Or no, you didn't. Yeah, he's uh No, 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 I wouldn't. But you could be imagining what it'd be like if I did, right? Uh, uh yeah. Yachty's uh, a pretty scary guy. Yeah, he is. Take, I mean, take, take from that comment what you will, but he's probably short as shit, though. Like, he's probably like 5'8, right? No, he's he's a uh, I'm gonna look, he's not up. huge, but he, he's probably average height 5'11. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, a little, little bit of a short king, not a not a true short king, uh, but yeah, yada yada, yeah, puts a little fear of God in you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw, saw a story like Yadi or Molina's been hiding bodies in his. Puerto Rican estate. I don't think anyone would be shocked. Be like, well, yeah, I just assume. Um, so anyways, any other Brewers thoughts? I mean, Josh Johnson, uh, minor league deal, man, that guy is an ultimate asshole. It's like getting Jack Parkman on your team. Um, hopefully it goes better than Jack Parkman in major league two, uh, for the real ones that know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he maybe, hits we can, maybe we can, uh, exhume John Lackey as well. And yeah, uh, Bring him into the clubhouse too. Just get, just get every red ass on the team. I, my only thing with Donaldson is like, hey, you're on your last draw. Everybody knows you're a prick. Craig Council is a great manager. He's a, he's a good people person. 
I would imagine that he would know and lessons learned from, you know, some of the Renfro rumors that you, that float around, like that they know how to, how to handle this a little bit better. And I'm sure Josh has strict kind of rules. And if he can help the team, that's great. That's, that's fantastic. Even if it's yeah. just giving us a look on what the Yankees do uh, next week, I'll, I'll take that too. Yeah. I mean, if, if council can't work with them, then I think it's, you know, he's, he's done. Right. Like, right. Like, lear, like learn Korean, buddy. Like he's off. Like that's it. Like it's over. Well, and he probably doesn't need to go to Korea has enough money, but like, yeah. it's, it's, like it's done. Like who is going to take you? Everybody knows you're a dickhead. Yeah. I mean, I kind of forgot about the Tim Anderson situation with him. Yeah. Um, not a fan of that. And um, he just, you know, if he, if he can hit a lefty, I, I just, I wonder who are they done with Brian Anderson then or, or Jesse Winker. Be, well, they should have been done with him, but yeah, they've, they have a decision, I think, on Jesse Winker that like Wednesday. He's hitting well in Triple A, but that means absolutely nothing, right? Jesse I thought Winker I thought I saw hitting. that he was he was like at his last possible Triple A game on a rehab or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what the Brewers do with their you know two roster spots. Is it you know, and they have a forty man available. So is that where Donaldson fits in? You know, is Colin Ray come back up? Do we see Owen Miller back up? I, if it's Owen Miller and, and Colin Ray, that is, that is so bad. That is so, so bad. That's, that's like going to comedy sports on a Saturday night. No disrespect, but <laughs> that's a, that's a very inside joke for like three people and they're going to get that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. We'll share it. There was a night. I don't. I I don't know the entire context, but basically, uh, it was all of a sudden. It's like, yeah, we're gonna go to comedy sports, watch this something, and I was not in the mood for comedy sports, and I just kind of threw a fit um about it to uh Mitch and Murphy yeah. and a few others. Well, I just I just remember being there, and you were just brooding. Like oh, I don't yeah. even think I don't even think you like sat in the sat in the seat. No. I know I I I can't remember. I was just like I think we came late and I was just like, all right, get this thing fucking over with and let's go. Um, but yeah, you know, I that was immature of me. I'll admit, like that was definitely, definitely uh, as I've gotten older, uh, I hope I've gotten a little bit better with those those scenarios. I, I will say that you know there's slip ups here and there, but yeah, it's uh it's definitely there. All right, it's we've went. That was long. only like 2019. I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, look, listen, listen. That's, we don't facts don't matter here. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all about narrative. Yeah, I'm just let me control the narrative here. Uh anyways, college football. It's underway. I I have the Florida Utah game on. Seeing Graham Mertz get sacked. Uh, Badger fans won't have to deal with that this year, uh, as he is in Florida, and the Badgers have Tanner Mordecai. And I would say you and I are pretty casual college football fans. I I said it on the pod yesterday that I feel like I like college football, the sport more than I like the Badgers at this point. And now that could change, right? Um, if the Badgers get good, all of a sudden I, I care a little bit more. I'm paying a little closer attention and, you know, it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on. And 
And I, I just wonder, are people going to be in right away, you know, making an appointment TV to go watch them play Buffalo tonight or uh, tomorrow? Or are they going to, is it going to take some time for the casual interest to come back in the Badgers? I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's appointment television for me. I think right away on Saturday with, with Buffalo, even though it's not, you know, the greatest opponent or, you know, it's not Ohio State week one right. or even even LSU for that matter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's hard. I find it hard to believe people aren't all in. Um, you know, I just watched a hype video for the Wisconsin football before we – before we potted, the boys are the boys are buzzing. It seems like right, and yeah, I mean it's there hasn't there hasn't been this much excitement in a few years for sure. No. Um, it's and, I mean it, it might even be a decade. I mean it might it might be a really long time since there's well, been this much excitement. And yeah, maybe it's everybody's chips are are in because there's just maybe a fascination of what this Badger team will look like, and yeah. that you know what is. What is that going to look like? I I personally expect it to be a little slow. I don't expect it to be, you know, right out the gates. This Badger team is, you know, just an absolute juggernaut and they're, you know, have kick, are kicking the shit out of Buffalo in the first half. I'd be stunned. But maybe they do. And if they do, I think then the hype gets like off the rails basically. I feel like there was a year of maybe with Paul Christ where I mean it wasn't all bad with Paul Christ. I know that No, yeah, no. We kind of shit on the guy pretty regularly on this podcast and, um, you know, rightfully so, but it really only got real bad the last, last year, you know, really since, since COVID. Yeah. And then, so there might've been some hype, but no, it's, 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 it's very high right now. I think the excitement is, is at about as much as I can remember for Badger football and, um, yeah, I mean, it's Labor Day weekend. That's true. You got that football and NFL starting up. I mean, there's a lot going on. You're right there. The Badgers tend to kind of, um, certainly they're in the Packers shadow all far yeah. along and, mm-hmm. um, they're never going to, to overtake that. I think people obviously like both and people wear Badger, Badger red on Saturdays, even when they're not playing Charlie and, yes. uh, one of my favorite things in the world. And, um, <laughs> do you ever want to ask those guys like, Hey, when, when, when do the Badgers start? I, I would be surprised if I haven't <laughs> in my life, but if I haven't, I, I, maybe I should just do it. Just see it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I need to do that actually at some point, you know, see if I can't get punched in the face at, uh, at Jack's or, or somewhere <laughs> Yeah, when some kids wearing a Badger shirt and it's like, did you know they didn't play today? Um, hey, or hey, when like is did the Badgers play already, or are we or waiting for the game to come on? Like, is it is it coming on at like seven thirty? Like when it, when can we expect it? I feel like I don't notice it as much anymore, probably because I'm not around as many people as I right. was ten years ago in college, and mm-hmm. you know you'd be you'd be walking around the neighborhood, the EWM neighborhood, and people would be wearing Badger stuff, and it's like they don't even they don't even play today. Yeah. Like, you know, I get it's, you know, must just be a Saturday ritual. Yeah. Some fan you are. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. People, people like wearing their gear, man. They like, uh, they like donating, donating when they can. And I, I, 
I am curious too to see, you know, where it it can really get high this week. You're at Camp Randall. The weather's going to be great. Kids are back at school. It's, it'll be a huge party. Badgers are trying to get people in the stadium at two thirty too. I'll be curious to see if that actually happens, um, especially early on. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's you know, I, I think it's more realistic when you're playing Iowa. And you're playing some of the big boys. I don't expect it against Buffalo, um, even with their best efforts. But I, I, it was a they, they're trying to incentivize what I understand. Like there's some big surprise, some big reveal that they're doing at the start of the game. I don't know if it means like jerseys or something else, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see sort of what happens. But yeah, I, I definitely will have my eye on it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm definitely, you know, for the podcast and just for casual interest. But I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. Next week against Washington State, it's probably a second screener for me because you have Texas Alabama during that same time. Like, I'm sorry, like that's it's Texas Alabama. Like that's that's the top ten matchup. You can't can't really not have your have your eyes on Texas Alabama. Right and. If you go to a bar, it'd be – if there's 12 TVs, 12 of them are in the Badger game. Oh, yeah. And, and look, I mean, that's – it's ideal for me because we have our friend Mike's wedding, so I won't – I'll be linking my wounds on Saturday, and I'll just have – I'll just have the computer at the Badger game on, and I'll have the TV on the uh, – on Alabama, Texas, or I'll visit a friend friend of the pod, Murph, and we'll use use his two TVs. And I got it all figured out, man. I'm all, I'm all good, you know? Oh, I know. There's 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 no – there's no way that you're not prepared for for that type of type of day. I I know how you are. And Mitch, I'm I'm always prepared. I'm always prepared with the schedule. That's that's always I always make sure that I'm I'm prepared. You know, I I am I am gonna miss the Saturday night slate. Uh, this coming to go out with my in laws for dinner, but that's okay. It's not a it's not a good slate. It's you know it's West Virginia, Penn State, it's North Carolina, South Carolina. I'm not crying in my milk for that one. Mm-hmm. You'd absolutely watch, but if you oh if you yeah, oh to. fuck. I mean, of course. But there's always that one week. The, the the thing that, and I'm curious to see what happens with college football going forward and the right. monstrous TV deals they're signing and stuff. Like, what what happens with the schedule? Because it seems like there's always like a week early in the year. You know, the week zero is bullshit. First of all, yeah, and mm-hmm. then um, it's usually like that second or third week too, where it's like. Um, and not not a real great slate. And curious to see. I feel like they they would probably want an enormous game every week. Yeah, um, they'd want. I mean, it, there was an interesting podcast that Ryan Ursula did with Chris Benini of the Athletic, and talked about how like they want to be NFL Junior and they want to you know homogenize right. it. And kind of they were both bemoaning like that's not what we want college football to be. I you know an NFL fan doesn't necessarily want to be a college football fan. Like we have friends who don't like college football and they talk shit about it. And they, it'll be be interesting to see if those guys, those are like the real casuals. We'll see if those guys get bought in with, with the Badgers, right? Well, what will that take? It might be Ohio state, right? That might be their only chance to get those fans. And if they beat Ohio state, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're, we're in on this. We're, we're in on it. We're watching it. We're we're engaged. Now we care about the Badgers for for the rest of the year. I do think, and I've said it a couple of times before this summer, like Luke Fickle could have like 
the same sort of impact that we saw with Shaka Smart, where uh, now everybody's bought in on Marquette. And that wasn't the case two years ago, three years ago. And I, I think the same thing can happen with Wisconsin in terms of that casual family. So I think the diehards are always going to be there. I think the crotchety old fucks who are mad about how fickle is, you know, handling Wisconsin. I they'll get over it if they're, you know, undefeated heading into Ohio state. Yeah. I mean, if they're seven and zero going into Ohio state and they beat Ohio state, it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's going to go through the roof. I mean, that's, Oh yeah. I mean, and that would be your, like Wisconsin. I did like a TikTok tech sports. If you don't follow long time ago about how Badgers could be the, the TCU of this year. And there's a path that they could be. I mean, they would have to beat Ohio state and they have a really gauntlet schedule in October. I don't, I don't think they will be the TCU. I think TCU was TCU because Big 12 is not that good. And Big 10's good conference. Big 10 is really strong. And but yeah, that's that's how it happens. And they're able to blend, you know, Braylon Allen's skills with what Tanner Mordecai can do. And I, I'm not as high on Tanner Mordecai as other people. I just, I don't know. I I feel like I got, you know, you know, sometimes you watch a player, it could be any sport, where you watch a guy and you're just like, you saw the bad version of him and you're just like you're kind of out on it because you've just seen it the bad. You haven't seen the good. That's kind of how I am with Tanner Mordecai. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see but, how it looks. I mean, it's uh, it was, you know, the offense last year with Graham Mertz. And, I mean, I feel like it can't can't get much worse, you know. No, I, ha- I can't imagine what the Florida message boards are saying about Graham Mertz right now. Can't imagine it's good. It's uh, I haven't I haven't looked at that game in a while. So twenty twenty four to three Utah, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, Graham Sounds Mertz. Right. Graham Mertz is struggling. He had a bad interception, um, but it wasn't his fault. Well, it kind of was his fault because he forced it in there, but it tipped off a guy's hand and then it got intercepted. So I don't know if I assign fault to Graham Mertz there. We'll we'll see. Okay, it's been a Can't long pod. It. It's been a long pod. I I, I do want to just you know. Bucks got to tear it down, according to David Thorpe. They got to just tear it down. Trade Giannis, come Oklahoma City. Um, yeah, fuck them. Maybe, maybe one of the worst takes I've seen in my life. Um, I can't believe Mike Boonholzer had this big of a media mafia. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely. I don't even know who, I don't even know who David Thorpe is. <laughs> David Thorpe never heard of the guy. Uh, you're like Francesa when. Well, seriously, was... I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. But a true he... hoop or something. Yeah, Troop used to be a thing. It used to be an ESPN thing, and David Thorpe was on like that ESPN pen with Henry Abbott. Um, and yeah, just I don't know. You're right. They've they've kind of went to irrelevancy. They haven't been a thing for a while. I, I did not take the free trial. I didn't want to read the article. I was like, this is none of this is rooted in fact. We talked about trading by Portis. I'm like, yeah, you could trade by Portis. You're right. Um, that's the only screenshot I saw from the article. And I'm like, I am not reading this because there is nothing here that makes any sense. You're like, this is the exactly what you don't do as a small market. As I said on Twitter, you're not the Marlins. Like, that's what the Marlins did. They won a championship and they tore it all down. And it was partly due to the fact that the economics of baseball, basketball does not have those same economic principles. I think where it comes down to, and then I'll get off my soapbox and let you go is the media does not have the tentacles like they did last year. They don't have Bud. 
They don't have Laz- the Lazarus. They don't know what's going on with the Bucks, And I think that bothers them. And so they, <laughs> they, they, you know, they want to. Could be. I just, just throwing it out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a new, new coaching staff for sure. And that could be, I mean, the, the Lazarus are kind of known for running their mouths and they're out of the picture at this point. Um, so it could just be a lot of, a lot of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I really don't want to even give this too much air, but no, um, we, we, I mean, it's, we it's uh, like, okay. So Damian Lillard would be sort of similar in that mm-hmm. it's a superstar in a small market, but, it's pretty obvious by now Portland's not winning anything with Damian Lillard. Um, so I understand them wanting to get somewhat fair value or better value than what they're seeing now for Lillard. And, and this will probably drag on some more, mm-hmm. but the bucks are still championship contenders. I mean, with Giannis and, and as long as he's at this point and you know, it's not, I don't think it's the same and it, it, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't trade it. I would trade anyone outside of Giannis. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong, mm-hmm. but that's not really what we're talking about here. So, um, go the Oklahoma city route, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of his premise. I mean, it's like, it's just like trade everybody. And it's just, it's so stupid. I, I can't acknowledge it just cause Giannis is like, Hey, maybe I want out. And some guy on Twitter was like, Oh, Giannis is, you know, he's getting influenced by all these people to go to LA and, and all he's listening to the wrong people and they're trying to convince him. It's like, well, first of all, the Lakers really don't have the assets to figure this out. Once Giannis is a free agent, if we want to play out that hypothetical, uh, number one, number two, why, if Giannis is quote unquote being influenced to LA, did Alex have his birthday party in Milwaukee? Right. You there, how many nightclubs are in LA? Right. Like, I just, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy into it and maybe it'll happen and maybe I will fall for, Oh, the other point he made was Mariah's whole family's out his wife or his uh, partner. It's like, yeah, maybe, but like, is he, is that really going to be the thing? Is she really going to be the Yoko Ono of Milwaukee? I, <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. Uh, yeah. I also think Mariah is from the Bay area. Yeah. So yes. I don't, I don't know if um, the LA thing is. It, I mean, it could be. Okay, she's from Fresno, so yeah, yeah neither. So halfway in between. No, the valley. But, yeah, yeah, and there's no so. and there's no there's no basketball teams in the valley. Last I checked, um, so mm-hmm. you know they just have the V's on the helmets uh, for the Fresno State Bulldogs. Which, All right, I, I I know it has a meaning, but I, I it's escaping me right now. No, no, the V on the helmets for the valley. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Pat Hill, any place, anytime, anywhere. Great. Pat Hill was the man. Um, just an unbelievable football guy. All right, that does it. We've talked way too long. Have a great weekend, guys. Uh, enjoy your, your long weekend. Enjoy all the football. Um, any uh, any predictions for college football week one, Mitch? Uh. I'll take LSU over Florida State. Okay. All right. 
we'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> take care. Have a good one. Everybody, uh, take it easy. We'll be back. I think I'm going to do a Monday pod, so I'll be on Monday uh, wrapping up the weekend and uh, getting getting ready for uh, next week. So we'll uh, see you week next week. Spares week next week. You bet. We'll see you for 520, and we'll talk about that then. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. See you. Peace.